This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein, here with Del Moore from Affordable Solution 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Today on the program, we want to hear from you as it is an open topic day. Every year, the U.S. spends billions, and I mean like over $400 billion on home wow. improvement. With and I know you have a project or two you might be working on or at least thinking about doing. If you don't, uh, you, know, you don't have to go this alone, by the way. You can call us here at the Handyman Hangout, and we'll try to help what we can do. From changing fixtures to changing a roof, if you've got a home improvement question, we want to hear from you and you can join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. By the way, you can hear Fixit 101. It re-airs every Saturday at 9 right before the Gestalt Gardener, which comes on at 10 on Saturdays. There you go. How are you fellas doing today? Man, I'm doing great. First day of spring. Yeah. It's nice out. We just had to wake up to 24 degrees this Yeah, morning. yeah, that's okay, though. There's no rain. That's true. That's you true. Know, we're getting so much done this week. Okay. Oh, yes. Well, and it's going to be nice today. Really yes, nice. it sure is. Like 68, something, something like that. really nice. So should be a good day for you guys to get out there. Dale, you going to be up on a roof? Oh, yes. We have um, did one every day, so we're starting the third today. Did a roof a day? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Keep financial problems away. Uh, all right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. I appreciate that. So, uh, you know, we're going to get to our uh, tip of the day coming up a little bit later on. And, and one of the things that uh, – uh, what are you guys working on specifically at this point? Um, well, I'm starting a brand new house uh, yesterday. Uh, we put the foundation in. Plumbing's going in today. Hopefully going to pour concrete um, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a big driveway we're going to do. Now, this, so, sounds, this sounds interesting, but let me, let me say this real quick. And by the way, Cassandra's on the line. We're going to get to you in just a second. But um, that's funny because you say we did this in a day, this in a day, this in a day. You're <laughs> perpetuating the HGTV culture there. So you do need right. to say that there was right. some background work. You don't just get to pull up to some property and well, later. True. And just get the truck and start dumping concrete. Right. I understand. Right. So, yeah, there's all permits and all of kinds prep. of stuff there. Yeah, right? well, there was some prep work that happened. <laughs> what about you, Dale? What you working on? Yeah, well, like I said, we've uh, managed to, with this good sunny weather, we've, mm-hmm. we've got a couple of roof systems under our wing. Um, did some some skylight repairs, a little chimney repairs. Oh, wow. And, uh, yes. That's good. During busy. the rainy season, that's uh, they come up. Well, uh, wife and I got to painting this weekend and uh, realized we're not 25, mm-hmm. but we did get some painting done. But, uh, you know, painting becomes a little more difficult each year that passes. You know, it does. And there, you know, this is what I found personally. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, there's a lot of prep work to do. Oh, yes. Yeah. And the more time you spend prep, mm-hmm. I think the better results you have. See, yes. and I hope my wife's not listening right now because my wife is the type that will, you know, I was telling her, I'm going downstairs to get the tape. By right. the time oh, I get back up there, yeah, she's already got she's already got the paint open, the brush Perfect. out. She's yeah, already, yeah. Hey, no, that's why I am. Yeah. Let's just start slinging right. some paint. <laughs> I have to do my crew like that. I don't bring the paint until last. Oh, there if you go. If the paint is on the job, they're going to open it. Right. They're going to open it. Right. 
So uh, so we did that. It, it was fun, but uh, it was difficult. I did want to give somebody a hint. We had a sink that I unfortunately dropped a giant mirror on a little while back, and it cracked the uh, porcelain. Mm. So I went to the store and looked, and, and boy, it was expensive. Mm. So I went on the, the I went on uh, Let Go, which is just like this little yeah, sale, yeah, kind of yeah, like right, Craigslist, right, right. whatever it is. And I found that exact sink, and it was gorgeous porcelain. It had it had only uh, recently been uninstalled, and you know, folks, uh, the, the ceramics and porcelains like that. There's really not much you can do to them outside of what I did to them. But anyway, but you can't really mess up porcelain that bad. So right. these things were gorgeous, and it was not even a quarter of the price. So really? something to think about. Nice, yeah, let go. Mm-hmm. Nice. So uh, Cassandra's on the line, and uh, Biloxi, what's going on, San- uh, Cassandra? Hey, good morning. That was Roxy, not Biloxi, but uh, oh, I'm that's sorry. Okay. I have a question that I have, I purchased two houses on um, two acres that are, you know, closely uh, situated. Mm-hmm. And I have enough land behind it. I I, I live, uh, this, this property are in Meadville, and I wanted to put them, to put two trailers behind them and tie into the city sewage. Well, unfortunately, my land slopes slightly, and they told me that I would need a lift station put in to lift it up to, I guess, the sewage line. Yep, yep. And, <clears throat> and I've gotten conflicting information. One uh, one suggestion was that I get a big lift station put in that lets all four sewer lines run into it to lift at one time. And then the other suggestion was that I get uh, two septic tanks put in and a smaller lift station. <laughs> uh, you know, I guess I'm just lifting water at that point and a smaller lift station to lift it up to the front. And I don't know the price of lift stations. And my biggest concern is that with the, everything going, all four going into one big lift station, and mm-hmm. if that goes down, then I've got I, four properties I can, that I can, are going to be screaming. I can clean some of this up for you, Cassandra, real easy. Okay. The health department, your local health department, is going to design that system for you and tell you what you must have. So it's not an option. Uh, can I do this? Can I do that? If you will, if you'll go to your local building department, they're going to direct you to the health department. The health department at that point is going to dictate um, what size grinder station you need or a lift station or a septic tank. Oh, Cassandra, that's awesome. So good to do before you put money yes, down on something. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Well, yeah, that's does what that, I'm trying to do. Does that make sense? I, yeah, that made, that made a lot of sense. But I, I definitely definitely want to do something before, because uh, in me, I'm thinking, okay, we just put them out there, and you just want some lines. Yeah, you just, you just can't but, do that anymore. So Right. Well, get, get with the local authorities, and they'll they'll guide you. Remember, we were talking earlier about all the prep work that goes in before you can pour some concrete. Right. Same thing, exactly. Yeah. So. So. All right, Cassandra, thank you very much. I hope that helps. Well, uh, I promise you the tip of the day today's Fix It One Hundred and One tip of the day is brought to you by Atmos Energy. If you're planning a digging project, call eight one one at least two business days prior to digging to have underground utility lines located and marked. All right, Jeff, you're on the spot. Tip of the day. Tip of the day, right now. Right now. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, have you ever wondered, how long is that? Yes. Well, where's the tape measure? Well, I don't I, carry I don't a tape measure all the there time. There you go. Right. Uh, pull out a dollar bill. It's a six and a quarter inches long. Really? Absolutely. How 
have I never known how long uh, a, a dollar bill is? Six and a quarter uh, inches long. And so you can measure it by a dollar? Well, measure by a dollar. <laughs> a dollar is six and a quarter inches long. A dollar is a six and a quarter. Everybody's yeah. bringing out a dollar. Yeah, we well, he brought out a hundred. Oh, yeah, look, at, look at that <laughs> over here. Big money grip. I need to borrow some money, though. Right. So, all right. So if you're without a tape measure at some point or a ruler, a dollar a is dollar. six and a quarter inches. Yes. I'll remember that forever now. Oh, yeah. But I've never known it till today. Well, me neither. That's fantastic. Somebody so. give me a dollar. We learned <laughs> We learned something today on the show. That's right. Yeah, that's a great way to get a dollar out of somebody, by the way. It sure is. Hey, i got to measure this thing over here. you got a button. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Got an email here that I've got to answer. We got this one a, a couple of days ago, and I absolutely love it because I have almost – I look this one up we got the email and i've never had a more sure answer in my life okay all right we ready email what is a permanent lethal solution to killing dust mites my trailer was built in 1979 i have the answer here we go how can i get rid of dust mites in most parts of the world it is impossible (laughs) that's the answer that's the answer they say uh to to help uh, now, here's the deal with gust mites. you got to get rid of wall-to-wall carpets, curtains, drapes, uh, basically anything made of fabric. Any, anything soft. Right, right. So, so here's like the deal. Here. you got to keep pets out of the bedroom, preferably out of the house. Uh, minimize your household humidity. You have to use, uh, now, I remember this. My grandmother used some of these. Use mite-proof cases on mattresses and pillows. Now, oh, I was thinking of the clear covers on the couch. But mm-hmm. now, uh, you, mer- uh, you wear a mask when you're cleaning, and you keep the relative humidity in your home at less than 50%. Good luck, Mississippi. Um, so I'm assuming a dust mite is a, a living something? It's a critter. It's a little critter that is actually part of the arachnid family. Not, not a bug, but a spider. You know, wow. and there are gazillions of them in your home, and they. This is so gross. I'm sorry, I have to tell you this, but they feed on flakes of skin. Wow, your flakes of skin. I didn't. I didn't know that. Right. So is that I'm sorry to ruin your morning or your lunch or whatever else you got going on. But that's why the bug guy said we eat at least three spiders a year. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> And you are back here uh, freaking Liz, our call screener out. Oh, I know. <laughs> She's all red. With this dust mic uh, conversation. I'm sorry. They asked. Hey, I didn't know what it was. I really, I didn't. Really? I, the, uh, dust mics, are, they're all over the place. Wow. So. Mm. Sorry, man. All right. Uh, <laughs> there you go. We're going to uh, take time for a first break of the hour. Today's an open topic show. We're looking for any home improvement questions you have. You might not get back the answer you like, but we will come to all questions. Uh, call us at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. And when we return, we'll look at where the many of the billions spent for home improvement every year lands in your home. Stay tuned. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. It's an open topic day, so we want to hear from you about any project you uh, got going on at your home. Join the conversation this morning by calling 
MPB ring. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Ken is on the line, and Jackson, let's go ahead and go to him. Ken, what's up? Hey, how y'all doing, guys? Good. Um, what can we help you with? about a bathroom remodel. I, uh, I have a house in Bellhaven that was built in the mid-20s, and I'm considering having a full bathroom remodel done, moving the shower around, putting the you know, the commode in a different place, putting the sink in a different place. And I was, I'm interviewing remodelers now, but I didn't know what permits might be necessary for something like that. And then again, how I would know if a remodeler is pulling those. So I thought I would call and ask. Yeah, that's called a, the right place. It's a great, great question, Ken. Um, yes, absolutely. A permit will be needed. Um, so make sure that you you hire a licensed contractor. It's real easy to check the, the uh, permit. All you got to do is call down to the city permit department, uh, and your permit should be posted uh, on the front of that job site. How, now, many, how many permits will be needed? Oh, just your, your, your contractor is going to go down and, and handle. It's going to be one permit. Now, if you have electrical, then your electrician will have to pull one. It will be attached to the GC's permit. Is, it, is that making sense? Yes, yeah, it does. So it's okay. just a city permit office. Correct. Now, another reason that you want that, let's say that you're that you sell your home in in two years, and uh, uh, the new buyer says, "Oh man, I love the remodel you did. Uh, was it done correctly?" Well, of course it was. Here, here, here are my inspection reports. So. There you go. I guess that, yeah. Now, what would happen if uh, Ken just remodeled that himself as a homeowner? Technically, you still need a permit. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not a good idea to do it without it being inspected because there, again, new home buyer comes up and says, well, Ken, was it done correctly? Well, of course it was. We'll prove it. You can't because you didn't have anything inspected. Right, and I don't. I don't think I'll be doing it myself. But if I do, right. can a homeowner have it inspected by the city? Absolutely, homeowner can go pull their own permit with no license. Okay, I don't think I'm doing that. But right, <laughs> right. But but Ken, it's it's good to know. It's good to know the facts. No, I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Ken. Appreciate it. And uh, hey, um, Jeff, what is the difference? Where is the line between uh, fixing and remodeling? In my mind, mm-hmm. um, moving re- plumbing remodeling would be. Um, I, I may not have understood that question. I was going someplace else. Okay, go ahead. Do yours. Um, remodel to me is I want to change my existing something because mm-hmm. I don't like the way my kitchen is laid out. I want to remodel it. Okay. Repair in my mind would be leave it all there. My my kitchen caught on caught on fire and the insurance is paying to repair. Oh, that's, okay. That's my definition of remodel and repair. Way. I got you. Okay, that makes sense. So put it back normal or, or redo it while you're there. Yes, and uh, according to the state of Mississippi tax, sales tax, they that's how they look at, at, at if something is taxable or not. Right. So. Uh, now, we got we keep mentioning that every year billions are spent in the U.S. on home improvement projects. In 2017, the number was $424 billion on home improvement. And you ask why there's a couple of home improvement networks on television. That's why. Well, uh, 
this is this is a big thing, and a lot of cost goes into these things. And most Americans' uh, favorite renovations, they aren't flashy overhauls, but kind of minor improvements that make an impact. But check this out. Uh, here are some average costs. Okay, so if you're doing if you're doing if you're replacing carpet, flooring, think of the floor, carpeting, flooring, paneling, or ceiling tiles, all of those things things cost an average. Now, this is just an average; doesn't count for geography. These are averages. Uh, an average of three thousand two hundred eighty-three dollars. So, if you're going to redo your floor, this room or? the average is three thousand two hundred eighty-three dollars. Is what folks are spending on on oh, putting okay, the floor. Okay, okay, just the you changes. Know? Okay, right, and that doesn't account for <clears throat> difference in materials and, and things mm-hmm. of that nature. It's just an average. So, also uh, the thing I talked about sinks and other fixtures. Uh, remember, I told you that I found a, a, a repurposed sink. Right. Um, right. And the average cost on that, the sinks and other features, average cost, and people do this one a lot, $1,360. Man. Right. That's yeah, per year. Vanity costs. Right. Okay, so, and now we go to windows and doors. Now, get this. We talked about windows and doors last week, and everyone always thinks, as I mentioned last week, that you have to sell your car to get new windows. Right. Right. Windows and doors, uh, here you go. Average cost, $3,400. Man. And you know what? I had that conversation with a buddy of mine yesterday. Mm-hmm. He's wanting to. He's got aluminum windows. He wants to put in uh, vinyl. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, you know, I told him. I said for about five hundred bucks a window, that that can happen. Right. So, and and I may have exploded that a little bit, but that's yeah. a good rule of thumb. Okay. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. well, I'd rather you overestimate and come in under. Exactly. <laughs> So, but yeah, and it, it it helps the home so much. Not not only energy wise, but appearance. Right. Yes. And it's it's time to do that, guys. It's spring. Let's let's get the old drafty windows out. Put some new mm-hmm. ones in. Here's one that I got to deal with fairly soon. I would think water heater. This is something that people replace quite often, apparently. And uh, according to this survey, water heater average cost nine hundred and seventy six dollars. Average cost. Yeah, I disagree. And, well, that's a lot of people going back right. with tanks. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and the tank is going to be you know in the what three to five hundred dollar range, and then yeah. the installation, and then that plumber c- comes around for fifteen hundred. Right. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. You're you know. So especially in the attic. Oh yeah, and then, and if then, you can get it up there, and, and then it yeah. won't fit. Yeah. Right. So, all right. So we got an email here, and uh, this one was new. I, I th- but it is in response to a question we got. And if you want to ask your questions, eight seven seven MPB ring. It's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or send an email to fixit one hundred one at mpbonline dot org. Hard water stains on glass. A, a, a gentleman called a little while back, and he said the the uh, shower door, which is glass, right. he mm-hmm. could not get the soap scum film off of there for anything. So here it is. This gentleman wrote in and said, I got it. Scrub it. Now, get this. This is hardcore. Scrub it with 1,400 grit steel wool. Wow. Rinse, <laughs> wipe dry. Follow that with a scrub with... Uh, Zero 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 steel wool. Okay, four really? aught, five aught steel. Right. Okay, rinse and wipe dry. Moisten cloth with Rain-X. Apply one coat, let dry. Apply a second coat, let dry, and finish with a coat of invisible glass. 
the gentleman says, I have done this. No, this is Mrs. Litz. I have done this with my aquariums. It removes all oh, hard yeah. water stains except the ones that have built up for years in the same place. With the majority of my aquariums, the glass is Looks perfectly better after you know after she finishes, but that's neat. Okay, so scrub it with fourteen hundred grit steel wool, rinse and wipe dry, then scrub it again with uh, what? What'd you call that? Four aught or five aught or four aught five aught steel wool, rinse and wipe dry, then Rain-X, and then something called invisible glass. What's that, guys? Yeah, I don't know, but I'm telling you, it it makes sense. Um, and I guess the rain X doesn't kill the fish. And, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Well, maybe the um, invisible glass protects them. Could be. All right. <laughs> Could be. Folks, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Uh, one of the things that I read today or, or yesterday, this comes from South Carolina. I think it's Columbia, maybe. Uh, David Slade's article, and this is neat. Home improvements. Now, you guys might want to chime in on this. Home improvements can help sell a house, but most won't pay for themselves. I, I would agree with that. Okay. So here's the, some of the things I'm saying. Uh, and uh, Mr. Slade says preparing uh, for a sale can mean fixing things that are clearly broken, maybe some fresh paint. Others think they need to upgrade their kitchen or bathroom. Just how far should a homeowner go and at what cost? You um, know, that that is so hard to 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 give a standard answer yeah, on that. It is. But if I had to answer that, it would mm-hmm. be... Um, how quick do you want to sell your house? Is how many of your neighbors are are up for sale? Right, meaning in your area, the comps. Right, um, and and boils down to what is curb appeal. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's only two reasons why something s- doesn't sell, and Ooh, I've said this, this is my entire life. Right, what is it? Caught price. All right, and you haven't asked enough people. Oh, that's it. Yeah, you there's to, only two reasons. Need to be so. Doomed. So do do your homework. Mm-hmm. My neighbor's house is for sale, and they have the same price I'm selling mine, but they just redid their kitchen. Which one's going to sell quicker? That's true. So, right. well, this came, he said um, expensive mm. renovations might give a home more appeal and even lead to a quicker sale, but most pre-sale renovations are money losers. Yeah, because so, you don't know what they want. You well, and it, and it was brought up that if, you know, if you're going to do anything, you, you need to, it, well, it didn't say this, but it looks like they're saying you kind of got to go bland. Yeah, don't go over the top. Right. Yeah. Don't and, go then, and then giving an allowance doesn't work. Right. It never works. Really? I don't think it does. See, everybody, I've mentioned this article to several people, and, and that's one of the things that they always say, oh, you know, give them another 1200 yeah. dollar allowance. Get them, no, let them get some new. they won't do it because we might go too manly or... You know, you just don't know what they're looking for. Okay, Keep so it plain you, and simple. So you're thinking that so if you do a fifteen thousand dollar bathroom remodel, that may pay you. It's probably not going to pay you fifteen thousand. Okay, no, probably not. Now, is it going to sell your home quicker? Probably. Okay. So what what is that? What's worth? the priority? Right. Yeah. What what's it worth? So are you making two house notes? Uh, do you need to sell your house to move in the other house? Right. Do, do you need the money out of your house for a down payment? Blah, blah, blah. Well, some of these houses, especially these big councils, mm-hmm. you don't want to get stuck with needing a roof. So a lot of them would appreciate a new roof on the house. 
Okay. That's I will say when it, when I go you know, when I've gone the roof, yes. When I've gone looking for houses, one of the first things I look at, see if there's any yes. missing shingles or the the roof is green or whatever. You know, well, how long the roof is a big expense. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, folks. Well, it is time for another break. And if you want to join today's show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. It's an open topic day, so you can ask about anything you got going on with your home. 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We're talking about your home improvement projects. And when we come back, we'll look at how you can participate in National Fix-A-Leak Week. Say that fast nine times. Mm. Yes, it's a real thing. Stay tuned for more tips and advice. We'll be right back. Support for MPB comes from Atmos Energy with a reminder that it's free to call 811 to have underground utility-owned lines located and marked. Calling 811 two business days before starting to dig is the safe thing to do. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. Today is our open topic show, and we're looking for your home improvement questions. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or email fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, before the break, I mentioned that this is a, this is, and I have to say this correctly. I said it earlier, and it, and it was like, I said it so that I can't say it on the radio. Is National Fix a Leak Week? That that's an actual thing. I had no idea. Yeah, National the entire Fix a Week. We're supposed to fix a leak, right? And and and, mm. and Dale, this is what you do for a living: is fix yes. leaks. And and did you know it was National Fix a I didn't Leak know. Week? Didn't know I, didn't, I didn't get the note. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Whoever in charge of all construction in the world needs to send Dale that email. Exactly. Right. Every March, the EPA shines a light on household leaks and the nearly one trillion gallons gallons of water washed. Uh, wasted because of leaks annually. So this is one trillion gallons of Mm. water lost each year from leaks. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, One of the most frustrating parts of a leak is that you usually won't notice you have one until, you know, there's been a problem. Usually a foundation issue, a, a you know, there's water damage on a, uh, on floors or walls or roofs or whatever else. Uh, so Microbial. people don't typically, uh, yeah, microbial, bro. Microbial, yes. Yeah. But people don't typically realize it until they've got to call one of you guys. Right. You know, there is a device that's on Amazon, uh-huh. $7.95 rough. Uh-huh. Uh, you plug it into the wall. It's got a sensor on it. You put the sensor in behind your washing machine. Right. Your uh, refrigerator, uh-huh. dishwasher, whatever. The minute you get a leak, it the alarm goes off. I'm not even listening to you anymore. You're just yeah. making stuff up now. Right, right. Seven dollars and ninety five cents. Serious? Rough. That's a rough can number. You, can you order I've seen like them. six of them? In a sure, time? absolutely. Plug it in the wall. Drop the sensor on the ground. And and now when it goes off, obviously uh-huh. you've got a leak. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm ordering so, that like today. Right. That almost felt like an endorsement. It absolutely was yeah. not. <laughs> uh, here are some of the suggested tips for helping to find leaks. This is the biggest thing in the world right here is finding these leaks. Okay, Take a look at your water usage during a colder month, such as January, February. If a family of four exceeds 12,000 gallons per month, probably it's a leak. Mm. Probably a leak mm. in there somewhere. 
And I, thought, right. I never, I never knew that there was a standard of twelve thousand gallons. I a didn't month. I never knew that. I didn't either. So uh, they said, if uh, yeah, if you're exceeding for a family of four twelve thousand gallons a month, you probably have a leak. That's something big. Yeah. Now you, you let, let's remember, there's a leak detector on that water meter. Yes. Yes. As a so, matter of fact, if you look at your water meter, there's a, a little uh, kind of red arrow. Yep. yep. And uh, as we learned here one time with, with someone, one of the plumbers that came in, what, a, a, a quick way to find out if you've got a leak anywhere in your home is turn every water off. Don't be washing dishes. Don't be washing clothes. Turn every faucet off, Every you know everything. Make sure that all the faucets are closed completely. Go out to your water uh, thing, your water meter in your yard there, and if you open it up, there's a dial in there. All right, and there's a little red arrow that's you know the dial will be moving, the red arrow will be moving around. The issue is you take a picture of it while everything is off, okay? Then walk away. Yep. Just walk away for five minutes. Go do something else. Then come back, take another picture. If those two pictures are not exact or identical, you got a leak. If that arrow moved at all, there's a leak. So there's a there's an easy way. We learned that right here from one of the plumbers on. All right, Jeff's on the line in uh, Byram. What's going on, Jeff? Hey guys, um, I have two totally unrelated questions. Um, so I try to make each one of them brief. That's cool. I'll we have three the... unrelated guys here, so go for it. <laughs> so maybe we'll come up with uh, one good good answer um, <laughs> between the three of us. <laughs> that's some white out man. Um, okay, so the first question I've got a. Uh, a driveway, uh, the way my driveway is made, it, it, uh, part of it goes into my garage, and then uh, the connected part goes around into the backyard to the shed. And on the part that goes around to the shed, right before the fence, maybe 25 feet before the fence, I've got water pooling mm. in that section. Uh, now, to the left of that is my neighbor's yard where there's a hill that goes up. And then, um, Did that, hang on. The neighbor's yard uh, uh, basically goes down into your yard, right? Okay, right. so they would that's be draining exactly. into your yard, also. That, that's exactly right. But it's only in that little section, that little twenty-five feet. The whole driveway is maybe a hundred feet, so it's only like in that little part of the the drive. And I was trying to think of what I needed to do to get that water to drain down to the street. If I need to dig a trench and put some kind of piping down there or grading or rocks or, or what are so, your thoughts on that? Do you feel like you have a single low area? Yeah. I, okay. I definitely feel like I got a single low area and I'm not trying to pour more concrete to, to right. build that up or anything. Right. All right. Fellas, jump. How low is that area? Is it more than um, three or four inches? Um, no, not quite. Maybe about an inch. Um, oh, okay. A good inch, maybe a little bit more on on the, the heavier side. Um, Jeff, um, drainage can be very, very deceiving. Um, we're going to get a little bit complicated here, but 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 just mm-hmm. bear with me. You need to check the elevation. Okay. Che- make make sure that the street where you're wanting to go needs to be lower than where the where the water's pooling. Correct. Right. Okay. Um, find somebody with an instrument. Check the the elevation of both of those. It can be a very simple fix. Just hard to tell if you need a pipe to fix that, or can you do it on top of the ground? Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and when you say check with somebody who has that type of equipment, 
just give me a general direction because I have no idea. Just about, just about any any home remodeling company is going to have what's called a water level. Uh, okay. They're very, very simple. Um, um, what, a, what, a plumber? A plumber would have one. A handyman a, should should have one. What about like a yard guy? Um no, maybe a landscaper. Okay. A, a, a landscaper okay. is going, going to have one. So. Okay. Okay. All right. And you well, had another question, Jeff? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other question is inside the house. Um, I just bought this house at the end of October last year. Hmm. Um, knocking pipes. It's just one. When my daughter when got two two bathrooms in the the bathroom that my daughter uses slash guest bathroom. When she turns on the sink. I think it's the thing. Maybe it's a shower. One of those. When she turns turns on that, I can hear knocking. Yeah. A pretty mm-hmm. steady knocking in the wall. How do I address that, or how do I fix that? Uh, on this show, we've heard a couple of different things, but basically, it's always been the same, which is you got to get into that wall and strap that pipe down to the uh, stud. Okay. So yeah. I got to break open in, into the wall. Yes, sir. Probably. Oh, wonderful. Right. <laughs> but hey, look, after you do that, you can do a little sheetrock mud. You can right, do, yeah. You can do a little paint, a little trim. Right, yeah, you get a Hey. Right, that's a lot of skills in one project. We've got your whole weekend plan, Jeff. <laughs> All right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Let's move on to uh, Maxine in Waterford, and you got a fridge that pops. Maxine? You with us, Maxine? No? All right, let's move on to uh, Rick. Rick, uh, what's going on with your backyard, man? Well, uh, I've been looking at doing a project uh, of building a lean-to up against the side of a bare wall uh, on my house. Uh, Not doing anything to the brick or anything like that, just connecting some boards and building a shed off of the house. Right, but not Uh, connecting it to the brick? Well, no, uh, well it, I would I would connect uh, the uh, the frame okay. uh, uh, up against it, yes, but I would not actually, uh, you know, take any of the brick off the wall or anything like that. It would for a slab, right. and this would be for my outdoor equipment to get it out of my garage and out of my way. Would something of that nature, um, would that require a permit? Now, I do live within the city limits of Olive Branch. Uh, Here's the two things I would be concerned with, um, Rick. Uh, I'm going to be concerned with my setbacks, meaning your house, how far away from your property line is it? So I'd be concerned with my setback. I would also be concerned with my HOA, Homeowners Association. That's it. Yeah. I'd call them first and... uh, I'm from South Haven, so Olive Branch is definitely going to have some setbacks if you're in the neighborhood and uh, probably going to have an HOA. I do have an HOA. And Check with them first. P- they're a PIA, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right, right. No, I, I, I get it. <laughs> We're going to stay uh, right there. But anyway, no definition needed. Like yeah. Uh, I w- if, if I did do this, I was going to build it low enough to where it could not be seen by the uh, HOA. <laughs> I, I got it. I got it. I would still, the HOAs carry a tremendous amount of of weight. You could end up building this thing and you could end up tearing it down. So, yeah. they, 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 yeah, they, they get mad when you don't get They approval. require, I mean, they, they do have the power. 
Um, oh. Yeah. Okay. And if Maxine is still listening, if her refrigerator is ticking, uh, tell her to ride up here and get mine because it completely died. It ain't making any noise. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. you got the fix. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Appreciate it, Rick. Let's move on to Miss Maxine in Waterford. What's going on, Maxine? Um, my refrigerator is popping. I'm wondering if it's a refrigerator or am I having an electrical problem? That, did you say sparking? Just made a pop. Just made a pop of some sort. Uh, fellas, you ever hear of anything like this? I mean, was that the breaker? The ice maker? Uh, you know, did the breaker blow? We got kind of a we got kind of a bad connection, Maxine. We're trying to hear, but uh, a fridge popping. If you're, you know, there's a couple of different kind of pops. Like like they said, I mean, like Dale mentioned, it could be the ice maker dropping, or uh, if you're hearing an electrical prop, uh, pop, you need to call somebody now. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even reach around to unplug it. Before what I, about the smell? You know, is there any smells? Oh, that's a good point because it could be if it's electrical, you'll definitely smell it. Mm-hmm. Uh, smell like a burned plastic uh, smell, typically. All right, uh, you know what? Let's go ahead and take a break. Let's do that. It's time for our last break of the hour. You still have time to get your home improvement question answered this morning. David is on the line in Meridian. We'll talk to him in just a minute. If you want to get your call on it, it's 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. Also, listen to the rebroadcast every Saturday at 9 right before Gestalt Gardner. All right, let's go ahead and go to David in Meridian. Had a comment about fixing a water hammer. How you doing, uh, David? Doing great, doing great today. Uh, the gentleman who called in earlier, and because he had pipes rattling in the wall. Yes, sir. Um, one of the ways that I repaired that in the past without making a large hole is to drill about a three-inch hole in the sheetrock or whatever the wall is mm-hmm. and pump and pump it full of expanding foam, and it'll. Of course, you got to find the pipe in the wall, but you can do that by rattling it, just putting your ear against the wall, right? And pump it full of expanding foam, and it'll stop the pipe from rattling. Huh? Mm. I never thought about a, that. Then you have a real small hole to repair instead of a large hole to repair. <laughs> and I, I've actually also taken uh, a uh, a blank cover plate for like an old switch plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then you take and double-stick tape and stick that over the hole and call it a day. <laughs> Just uh, skip the whole uh, sheetrock situation altogether. Absolutely. Because I, I always considered finishing sheetrock an art and not a sign. It is. Yeah, it is. You're absolutely right <laughs> and probably one of the most frustrating things on the planet. And then, yeah. hey, do you want to do you want to spend your weekend fixing sheetrock or grilling? No, because, well, and that's the trick there, is that you will spend the weekend on sheetrock. That's yeah, right. You know, in a couple right? days. <laughs> yeah. And then just tell your wife or whoever that's the proper way to do it. Right. <laughs> right. Just take some clear tape and put it over it and paint it. Right. Be, it yeah. <laughs> David, that's our story, man. We're right. sticking to it. 
You're killing me, Dale. <laughs> but you'll never know what you'll see, you know, over the years. I've seen a lot of tricks to get away from. Oh, yeah. I remember right. when I was in college, they used to tell us, yeah, uh, get some Colgate toothpaste to make sure to put it in the uh, holes, and that, that'll cover it. And I thought, that's the most ridiculous uh, minty yeah. thing I've ever heard. Anyway, <laughs> let's go to uh, Stephen on the road. What's going on, Stephen? Nope, nope, not yet. All right, hang on. Got an email here real quick. Fix It 101, I have a question for your show regarding pests. My parents live in uh, the country in rural North Mississippi. During the summer months, they've been having a problem with an infestation of what looks like some type of centipede. We see them crawling everywhere all over the wood floors. Could you suggest how to control or get rid of the centipedes? I think what he's talking about are what we talked with um, uh, John about, which was... uh, Silverfish is what they call. I think okay. he called them. You know okay. what I'm talking about? Yep. Yep. They're, they're like little centipedes with antlers. Sure. Yeah. Um, and yes, they can be everywhere. And yes, they're typically around wood. They always freak me out because I think they might eat the wood. But I'm not sure what they're doing there. But I would say, I don't know. I hate to be this lame, but to say call a con- or a uh, an exterminator. But I can say I've been battling those little guys for I don't know how long, and I lose every year. They come back. So that's one of those that's one of those uh, critters in Mississippi, I guess, that are hard to get rid of. So sorry, Liz, our our phone answerer this morning. Not so big on that. Stevens on the line right now. What's going on, Stephen? Hi there, guys. I have to tell you, I look hard to your show every Wednesday when I drive from New Orleans to Mobile and I get to listen to you guys. Fantastic. Um, My comment is this. The lady that has the uh, refrigerator that's popping and cracking and having problems, mm-hmm. she probably just needs to simply unplug it. I had a problem at my house. My partner was home. I wasn't home. He was in the kitchen. The microwave wasn't even on. Just started sizzling and popping and cracking and making all this noise. And he unplugged it, of course. But the thing, had he not been there, I dare to think the thing could have caught on fire. Yeah. So she might just want to unplug the thing and then just add it. That's a good point. And also, yeah. for something like a refrigerator, uh, a lot of times you'll find that it has its own dedicated uh, breaker for a oh. fridge. So you can just throw that single breaker and turn off the fridge without actually putting your hand up into a outlet. You know, and that might might not be a bad idea also. But typically, yeah, there is a, a breaker for the fridge, mm-hmm. or, or at least the main kitchen appliance. That's right. Yeah, your your refrigerator should be on a, a dedicated circuit. Right. And just throw that, and that seems more uh, safe than grabbing the wire. Yeah. Especially yep. if it's sparking. And see, we just don't know. <laughs> Something could have got in there into that fan, and, you know, we just don't know what type of noise that is. That's true. That's true. All right. Uh, another email here real quick. My in-laws recently replaced all of the windows in their home. Mm-hmm. Uh, shortly thereafter, all, oh gosh, this hurts my soul just reading this. Shortly after they uh, installed all these windows, all of the wood floors throughout the home started to buckle and come up. Do you believe that there is a cause effect between the two? No. No. So Jeff is saying that there's no cause and effect between these floors. I, I, I can't can see how those problem? two would, would, be, um, would be together. Because, look, your wood floors are buckling. There's a reason. There's water somewhere. Right. Um, would it not be, if it's if it's manufactured, would it be humidity? 
In other uh, words, if the, if the wood was not actual wood, but manufactured, yeah. you know. Um, Changing the windows, to me, is not going to make your wood floors buckle. Yeah, because that shouldn't take more than a day. Right. So I need, I need more information. Right. I, I can't. That's... Right. Well, they could have caused um, some leaking with uh, installing yeah. those new windows. You know, undertake the leaks down the wall or something. Right. Well, you know, we were talking about leaks a little bit earlier, um, and we we mentioned that a uh, water meter thing to check that to see if you had a leak. Right. You know, mm-hmm. take a picture, go back five minutes later, take another picture. Uh, another a toilet leak thing that you can look for is uh, placing a drop of food coloring in the tank. If any color shows up in the bowl after ten minutes. You got a leak. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. That's a yep. good one. Yep. Real easy and cheap. Uh, also, examine faucet gaskets. I know, folks, you're thinking, where's the faucet gasket? Well, it's it's right underneath there. It's not as difficult to get to, and especially if you have an older sink. If you've got an antique sink with an antique faucet, a lot of times the knobs on those faucets are held down by a single screw. Mm-hmm. And you can undo those screws and then get down into it and see what's going on. After you turn the water off. After you... <laughs> Thank you, Please Dale. turn that water off. I will say thank you, Dale, because I have turned that screw before without yeah. doing that. And it, it might take a second for the water to actually come through, but it's it coming. Right. <laughs> like a volcano. Right. Uh, and there are a few quick fixes that you can do before you call the pro. Um, now, I, we do suggest, obviously, if you run into a leak like this, that you do call a pro. But a plumber's epoxy. Plumbing epoxy is similar to molding clay. It adheres to pipes, allowing you to work around cracks, things like that. And you can push it into and around the cracks to ensure it covers the crack completely and adheres to the pipe. And then you allow it it to harden for a few minutes before turning the water supply back on. That's something that you can do as a temporary thing until the plumber can get to your home to fix it. It is not a permanent fix. Um, All right. Pipe repair clamp. Check this out. Uh, This type of leaky pipe fix requires a uh, plastic or rubber patch, electrical tape, and pipe repair clamp. First, turn off the water supply. Thank you, Dale. Mm -hmm. And dry the air as best you can. Wrap the plastic or rubber patch around the leak. Secure it with the electrical tape and fasten it with a clamp. And boom, you've you've got it stopped for the moment. And then here we go. Old school, ladies and gentlemen, duct tape. If you're in a pinch, duct tape is a quick leaky pipe fix. It won't last long. But it might last long enough for you to get somebody there before your house floods. Sure. Right. So it's something to keep around. Folks, if you don't have a roll of duct tape in your house and some zip ties, you need to go to the yeah. store. And, and look, look, it, it locate your water meter. Locate that water cutoff. Right. That, that, is, that is so important. Uh, but don't, don't wait until you have a leak to locate it. Right. All right. Oh, yeah. uh, Renee's, on the line. On you. Renee's on the line in North Mississippi. What's going on, Renee? We've got to go quick. Yes, hi. I, I didn't get to hear exactly what noise Maxine's refrigerator was making, yeah. so I'm not certain. But a lot of times the older refrigerators with the ice maker wands, they can get jammed down, and they will pop when they need to dump ice. Oh, I see what you're saying. The the, the little thing that, that releases the ice. Yes, there's an arm in there, and mm-hmm. it's normally metal in the older ones. And sometimes when people put things in the refrigerator or in the freezer, they will knock it downwards. I had children that did that, and I couldn't figure out why my refrigerator was popping and that arm was down. And when it needs to dump, it's trying to dump, but that arm's down, and it will pop. Okay. All right. That's fantastic. On the the silverfish, Uh they seem to be attracted to damp. 
Okay. Like damp, like you normally see them early spring when it's real moist and damp, and you right. normally see them around wood and earthy areas. Okay. That's uh, right. Thank you very much. That that's something that we can all look for if we've if we've got that going on. Well, folks, um, that's it. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, and it's funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Del Moore, Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Michelle McAdoo. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.